Forty chess. Yeah. Forty chess. Huh. Forty chess. Let's get it. Forty chess. This a trade show, Patreon where the trades go, tap in and watch, that's what you came for, ain't gotta say my name, they know my name, bro. What's good, man? We got McNutted in ATM, always start off the show with a trade from them, you should always make sure that your trade is in, Patreon, why not be a Patreon, know you wish you could spend every day with them, tap in and say what you gonna say with them, stop home, make a fill up a stadium, next time you log in, make sure that you bring a friend, we about to kick off, let the day begin, go follow the socials, 40 chess ff is posted if your trade is an f you get roasted go like and subscribe for the crew apple spotify and the youtube you know cooper got the wall too let us give you a walkthrough Forty chess this is Forty chess buddy yes, we're sir. back Amen. the 40 chess dynasty football podcast episode 101 <laughs> it's like start fresh all over again the show goes fast. on like that actually kind of reminds me of like uh when you know when you're in sales um you start every month over right you get right right back to zero buddy we're right back to episode one you know right back just we start the counter over it's like you yep. roll your car over you know on the yeah. odometer Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. It's good as new, right? Right back mm. to it. A vodka tastes good. Especially tastes good when uh oh let me just flex here. Uh nineteen teams in the semifinals. Mm. One nine. How many you got, buddy? It's a good question. Actually I got a count, but it shouldn't take us it shouldn't take nearly as long as nineteen. Let's do a let's do a home. <laughs> it shouldn't take I, I can tell you I know two that were the two close ones I lost. The other ones I won. So I'm in one, two, let's see, three, four, I think. I'm still, oh, I had a buy and, um, uh, what's the other one? The, uh, shit. We have so many damn shit leagues. Uh, the. <laughs> no way. Us, us have a lot of paging leagues. That? The, the Redux, right? Yeah, the Redux. I, and the Redux. So six. Yep. <clears throat> You got six chances, huh? Six bullets. So I cut, fi- I cut down to fifty percent, buddy. We're, um, you know, when you only start with twelve, though, fifty percent's a lot less. That's fair. At least it's better than none, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, even if I would have lost them all, I had some buys, but uh, I lost two heartbreakers this this uh, this this last week. You know. That's true. You did get upset. Yeah, best ball one resurrection. By well, that that one wasn't even the heartbreaker. I just got fucking destroyed in that one, man. My team's kind of laid an egg, yeah, right? That's fair. But yeah, that's I lost fair. lost those two uh, two heartbreakers plus that one. Good point. But you're in 19 out of how many leagues now? 40. Yeah. Yep. Ten of them. Uh, ten of them were rebuilders from the jump. So I still count them in the 40. But you know, people want accountability. It's fucking dynasty, and the uh, the right way to play dynasty is either be all in or all out. So the ones that upset me are the uh, the eleven <laughs> that <clears throat> lost in the first round, or you know I I pivoted to uh, to rebuilding, mm-hmm. <laughs> not by choice. <laughs> well, I mean, you never. <laughs> Those are the ones you want to eliminate the most. Yeah, as long as as long as you do that, uh, the, the the one you mentioned there, as long as you don't push in too soon when you're really not ready, right. you can never be mad about that. 
you can never be mad about your uh, rebuild cycle taking less time than it was intended by you, right? I, I didn't intend, and you know how I usually like to do. I like <clears> to do things in thirds, right? Like third super contenders, like I'm going for it. Yeah, yeah. Third dumpster rebuilds, and then you know the the middle third is like those rebuilding coming out of a rebuild team. Like we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I, I'm it just with so you. happens. Uh, it was a better year, right? Fifty yeah. percent over fifty percent. Well, I mean that what that means is the teams that you were uh more in the middle of, right? They yeah. they actually did well. There were, there were so many of them, man. I, yeah. I think it just speaks to our long term strategy, right? We've we've changed and we evolved on this very podcast, you know, over a hundred episodes, right? And some of the stuff that we do, but yep. the core principles from when we still started are still kind of the same, right? We've always <clears> been either you're all in or you're all out. We've always been capitalized on dynasty value not so much dynasty production Uh, i think probably the biggest change this year adam is it was perfect timing with warp the introduction of it because now i have a real understanding of dynasty production fantasy football production as a whole and all those teams from three years ago that we've been setting up with all this dynasty value floating out there now you can take that value and turn it into actual production and meaningful production via warp. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It's a perfect story. No, the, the warp tools, I mean, been uh, a combination of confirming and also very, very eye-opening too, though. Um, I, I think, Mike, the, the thing that this year, I didn't have – I would say this. You, you definitely clearly had some of those teams in the middle that you either – uh, had had some chips to push in to make them get to the point of winning again, or you, you might have just uh, you had one team that you lost a heartbreaker to, right? Everyone else though, you didn't really experience a lot of the bad luck this week. No, I mean, uh, I know I you. I just know. Play. I just I'm asking because I know the one you had a, a yeah, last had minute that, loss, right? Well, I had a last minute win. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I didn't have any heartbreaking losses here. You know, Monday night. Uh, I thought the CD one. Oh, did you win the one after CD uh, Sunday? I thought you had the, the CD. The, the, C, the CD one Sunday night. That's what or, I thought. Uh, Sunday yep. Sunday afternoon. That yep. was the one that fucked me. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Okay. Yeah, okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, CD Lamb with that garbage ass touchdown. Well, I was gonna <laughs> say that. Did you have? Did you actually come back and win that one? I was gonna be like, okay, he no, has no, all no, the no. fucking good luck, man. We were done. I think I lost by four or five or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't matter. That league Cooper is gonna walk away with it. As long as he gets his head out of his ass. Well, we hope, man. I mean, Mike, can I just tell you that I think that there's there's definitely confirming things about this year of building the right way, doing the right Mm -hmm. process. But also, man, like... You you can do all that, and I think that's the majority of it, right? If you if you do all that, I can still hang my hat on, like you know, literally, I got my hat on. I can wear it proud, man. I'm good. I'm happy. Like, obviously, I'd rather win. But if you get bad, if I experience bad luck, or I have you know a couple guys get hurt last minute, I can't trade out of, or some guys that get hurt in the game, guys that un- have been producing all year underproduce. That's kind of the game, right? But it's it's getting yourself in the position to. That's, I think, the most critical thing. And then having a process that in the bigger picture is going to give you more opportunities to win, right? That's what we're trying to do right. here. And I, I'll just say, though, um, the confirming factors are still that for me in the process we have. But even in best ball, we talk about – Mike, I think this is a point um, before we get into the actual discussion of the trade uh, – of the of the trading, but of the 40 Chess podcast today. Like, I really think this show, and there's probably others too – 
talk so much about best ball strategy and depth and stuff that we just talked about on a on a show t- this morning when we did right this is going to be the trade show you watch later hmm. how the race to the bottom mike was so hard in one of these leagues i, I think that there's people are going to get better and, and i'm already seeing better teams built best ball wise which is going to actually in my opinion make the variance become a little more real because if everybody starts building better and more like the contenders we do our edges kind of go away i'm not saying we don't have any edges but they're going to have the similar build to us right if, if everybody has similar depth teams with similar strong high-end upside and similar back-end filled depth week to week might be a little different so I, I still think the process is all correct and everything but i think that as we continue to evolve the space the variance is something I'm already experiencing. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how this continues to play out because part of our part of our edge is right. We are gonna we, we feel better built than everybody, but as those teams start to look better built too, the the variance of best ball is crazy because there's so many players, right? Like that's the reality of it. Hmm. But when we build better, we feel like we have more shots with all those players, so we like our chances. It, it's interesting too because you have two different dynamics when you talk about this, right, Adam? Yeah. Like a thousand percent, I get what you're saying, right? A lot of these leagues are more competitive than they've ever been. There's a lot more better built teams, especially amongst the patron leagues all over. Now, some of these yep. random best balls, uh, like I just shake my head sometimes. Still, like, yeah, very much. <laughs> I'm with you. I 100% agree with that for do, sure. What are you doing? Um, but here's also the thing, like. I, d- I just gave you a portfolio of 40 dynasty teams, mostly yeah. made up of, of best ball teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of best ball teams. And the success rate or the hit rate for making the semifinals, right? Not the finals yet. We'll, we'll find out next yeah, week what that actually looks like. 50%. Just think, about all that, think about all that variance that just kind of got nuked too, right? To, to start from the season, to, to deal with underperforming players, injured players, like to navigate that whole thing. And then still get to the semifinals where you're you're one of the last four. Yep. Now, I don't know if let's just say it's twenty five percent. Ten of these teams make the finals. Yeah. Right. Ten of these teams place in the money. Yep. It's kind of like these two competing things, right? Because one is taking variance away. Obviously, when you have a portfolio that big and you can get you know twenty five percent of them into the finals and place in money. You got to say the variance went out the window, right? You nuked the variance, but in the same sense, I look in the leagues and like it's it's tougher within the league to do it. So I'd be interested to see which one wins out. Right? Well, like well, is I, the, I'm not saying that we. I'm not saying oh, go ahead. always keep evolving. Like I think the process you kind of always got to stay one step ahead. And and while a lot of these leagues, like you look at some of these rosters, and at least in my opinion, last year. If you were to look at and we go, damn, that's a really good best ball roster. Some of the things that we've learned throughout this year and we've talked about on this show or various shows still quite aren't getting implemented. Like people still don't quite want to get on board with it, right? Like you're buying in like 75%, and I still think you got that 25% edge. It's not to like victory lap or anything. It's just like, oh yeah, I see that there's some contenders out there that aren't doing shit that I would be willing to do if I was in their position. Mm-hmm. Honestly, hand to God on it. <laughs> like, you know how crusty I will go down and get in the best ball landscape to eliminate as much variance as possible. Not all the principles are being applied, though. Like a majority of them, and that's why they kind of look good on the surface. But I'm like, we, we, you know how many of these leagues I'm into, Adam, where I'm in the semis, 
and then this week's a prime example. I go look at the fab budgets against the four other teams I'm playing, and they're all out, <laughs> right? Like the, the three other teams, sorry. Or they're down to like two bucks, and I got 70, 80% of my budget left. And it's like, well, this is easy because I only got three teams to bid out. <laughs> and if the most that some guy has is $3, I just bid $3 on fuck it, or $4 on every single player in this league, and I block you from getting them. <laughs> Like, you don't get that opportunity to pick up uh, Trenton Irwin, who you uh, made famous last year about this time, Adam. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I still think there's some edges. Like, people can still get better, and, and us too. Like, there's still some edges uh, for us that we got to grind. But I think it's all going to be about staying ahead of the, the pack, right? Like, as everybody else raises their level, how do you get even better? Well, I mean that, that, but that's kind of what I'm talking about there, um, in a way. Actually, Mike, I, I, I think we kind of agree. Uh, frankly, like I think right now you can say, okay, you can kind of pinpoint right the edge. So, for example, you, you you mentioned a lot of things there. So, Fab, I think Fab right now we've talked about it. I think in in certain leagues I've done a pretty good job with it. And I, I can admit there's some leagues I hadn't I haven't done enough with Fab. Right? I mean, whether that's needing to, um, lack of options currently or I'm going to spend a shit ton of it tonight you know in those leagues right but um I think that we can talk about it but then when you go out and experience else you can look back and say you can listen to this podcast listen to other people say fab my point is that we already are seeing from 21 to right now in two years there's a big involvement and there's been a big involvement and I think the reality is not that we can't come up with new strategies or new ways to grind dynasty markets and find a way to have an edge versus them but i think that in the best ball format i'm just talking about kind of right now what i'm already seeing in variance when you can be built well or not to your point you have had great success i've had plenty of success i had i experienced a lot of shitty losses this last week but it happens my thing is i think that the variance is going to become a bigger thing in best ball as people continue to evolve into all right shit man I really got to pay more attention to that. I got to do, I, I can't have this. I, I kept six guys or seven guys on this roster. That's only roster 27 or five. They start to see some of those little errors that right now you can, you and I can probably point out on whether it's our team or someone else's team pretty quickly. Yeah. This, this is something I think you can exploit or you should, I'd be trying to trade these two guys right now. Right. As those things continue to evolve, I'm not saying we won't have edges or find new ways to say, if the teardown, we've, we've talked about this before, if the teardown becomes too much of a thing, shoot, we'll tear up. Well, there's always a, a zig and a zag, but I think as pe- the, the space, the way it's evolving, I think the variance will continue to play higher. But to your point, that's why I think you got to be sharper. You got to stay another step ahead as that continues to be the case, right? New startups, if people aren't in their first best ball startup, they've been listening to podcasts for a while, you might see a lot of similar top-built teams and bottom-built teams, and now you have to find a way in that market to find another edge, right? So I think that's that's kind of what I'm talking about as is, is we've already seen it evolving. I think it's going to continue to get that way. So it's going to be interesting to see how we can find edges to stay ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I think one of them, right, not to toot our own horn, but Warp has been a big one. There's, there's <laughs> been a lot of pushback on it, just in, in general, you know, not amongst our our community, uh, for most part, our community just kind of embraces it. But you always kind of get that one, right? Like Gabe Davis was a huge one where uh, people are touting him. You had fantasy analysts touting him. Ah, look at his points per game, yada, yada, yada. What's happened in the last few weeks with Gabe Davis? Exactly what we said, right? Like he's a 
replaceable level player for most leagues. Fine in best ball, bad in lineup. <laughs> like that's not somebody you want to be relying on starting every single week. And there, there was still this fever pushback, right? Like, oh, I just I look at the box score. He has these big spike weeks, and you know, hey, he had this, and look at his total for. You use points per game all you fucking want, Adam. Like I still use it just casually in conversation, but yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't have a place. I don't. I don't think it's a relevant stat, but, but it's it, it's it not the most really, important thing, right? It really doesn't matter to me at all. It it just don't. Like I use it as a quick reference and a placeholder, but then once you dig into it, like if I'm gonna go look at somebody to trade for, for example, in one of my leagues, I may pull it up and I, you know I just look at the the scores, right? Like, where they did. If it's best ball league, I'm also looking at where they finish. That's just a quick analysis. And then next thing I want to know is how valuable are they to this league? Go to the warp tool. Mm -hmm. Pull it up. And you find out, you're like, oh, shit. Like, I had this idea of dynasty value in my mind. And this dude ain't worth this shit at all. Like, all right, next. Let me find somebody else. (laughs) Like, oh, but, hey, running backs are surprisingly valuable. Over the last four weeks, like, these running backs have been killing it compared to the rest of them. Maybe I'll go try to get one of those. I think those are the edges that we can still grind, at least for uh, another year or two, until <laughs> people catch up to it. And then the other one that I love, Adam, and you see it in the YouTube comments on the trade show, anytime we talk about this kind of stuff, the willingness to to do what it takes to go win a title. Right? The willingness to sacrifice dynasty value in pursuit of a championship. Definitely. When the time's right. Like, don't do it in week four. <laughs> like, that's, that's stupid. Don't do it in week eight. But you get to the playoffs, Adam, and you don't have a trade deadline. You're in the semifinals now. What are you doing? Like, one, you're one win from the money. One win. That's it. One win from the money. Guaranteed mm-hmm. money, too, right? Like, you get the second place prize, and then you got the first place prize. <laughs> Like you, you all want the first place prize, but you know the consolation ain't so bad either. Right? It's mm-hmm. like, all right, we cashed. This is like three, four years free in this league now. A lot of people look at it like Jamar Chase is going to be a good one. He's out for the next two weeks. Done. Second most valuable wide receiver in Dynasty. If you're not looking to go buy the guy, you know, the Mike Evans off the guy who just got eliminated <laughs> or who's been out of the playoffs, and take the comparable pluses on top. Like you don't have to bend the dude over. But, you know, Mike Evans and uh, a first. Mike Evans and if he won't give up his first because he's like, ah, you know, I'm out of it. I need all these draft picks. Is there a running back you can get? Is there two running backs you can get? Could you piece together three shitters with Mike Evans in best ball who are at least starting and playing this week? Yep. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't willing to do that kind of thing. They go, ah, I'd rather die with Jamar Chase on my roster and risk the fact of me getting guaranteed money by just winning this week <laughs> because uh, what's my team going to look like in 24? Adam, I don't know how many of these teams, too, you talked about at the beginning of this, that you had bad beats, right? Like how many well, were you like, oh, well, cause I, I think... love this team going in, and all of a sudden you're going, fuck. Well, I, think, I do think, too, because um, if we agree that as we continue to push forward, the edges – are going to become more important because people will start to do more of the principles of best ball success, right? Or, or things that give you a better chance of winning. Mike, I just want you to think about this because, listen, I know you have 19 teams ahead 
and you had you're having a great year. But like I, I'm I'm very convicted on the variance part of this because let's just look at this last week. Okay, because if you don't get a buy, you're looking at you're looking at week to week variance. Like I want you to understand, not that you can't build correctly to to kind of um, offset some of this variance. Just look at warp last week at quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're doing the right things, if you have Fab, you're probably going to get some of these guys too. But just think about if you had. Well, let me just read the this first. Okay, this is going to end up. We're going to be 30 minutes in before we even try to get to our topic. Um, well, that's all right. <clears throat> we, we, this is a good topic to talk about, sure. too. But just think about this. Okay, now Lamar um, had I'm, – I'm looking at uh, Dynasty Best Ball. I guess it probably doesn't matter a lot what league you're looking at. But if you want to look at one, I can pull up one specific just to have the same guide. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at Dynasty Best Ball, one of my leagues. So it's Lamar's number one at .581. Okay? Then look at two, Brock Purdy, .459. Three, Baker Mayfield. Four, Matt Stafford, 0.39. Five, Joe Flacco. Six, Jake Browning. Uh, seven's Fields. Eight, Desmond Ritter. Nine is T-Law. Ten's Allen. Eleven, Bailey Zappi. Twelve, Mitchell Trubisky. Now, for example, <clears throat> Mike, you could have a team in, in Dynasty Best Ball Leagues, right? Now, you should typically have more than two quarterbacks. We talk about that quite often, right? Mm-hmm. But if you didn't get lucky with one of these waiver pickups... And you had Dak Prescott, and you had, I mean, Jordan Love. I, mean, I can give you a lot of guys in this ri- list, but that didn't do Patrick. You could have Dak, Patrick Mahomes. You could have Jordan Love, Dak. You have to now, if let's say you had three quarterbacks that don't do anything, if the if the edges are smaller, like that's just a bad beat. Like you're going to have a hard time overcoming that. Now, you, you have obviously more chances to build depth, but the reason I'm talking about this is because as you have more shots – so does everybody else. If, if they're still rostering the same as us, and primarily, not saying perfectly, mm-hmm. this, this variance is going to be something that can absolutely sting you, even if you're built well, man. I, I got some teams that are great built, great use of fab. Unfortunately, they lost this week. Now, you look at a portfolio, right? You're going to typically win more, I think, than you lose. But that right there, like that kind of speaks to weekly variance. It's just, did you get Joe Flacco or Jake Browning? Did you get Easton Stick or not? Like, Right, Easton Stick versus Nick Mullins, I think, was a big one. So, which one did you pick up? Like sometimes that is just the the difference in a game that can be close. This is also like, I don't know, maybe it's just differences in it, we. I don't know if we've we've talked about this, right? Like we we just talked about saving Fab for like right now, but also too like in these weeks leading up, I've been the one who's been aggressive, right? Like while everybody else has been out. I've been even if I had a Lamar, a Dak Prescott, a Patrick Mahomes, like I might have four or five quarterbacks already, right? Good ones. I'm still out there on the waiver wire, cock blocking every single person because it hurts their team. And if one of these dudes pops, like I, I won a first round matchup this week. Lamar Jackson's on my bench, Adam, like in a best ball league because Nick Mullins is my super flex spot. Wait, Nick Mullins th- cost me. Lamar was out of your uh, for this week. Now, okay, well, this is a points per carry league, but this has Lamar at number one. So um, I can look at a different one for warp options. But So what was he, yeah, like three in that then? Uh, Nick Bones scored, scored 26.12. Lamar scored 25. So I, I, I'm sorry. I'm meaning like uh, Lamar's quarterback. What was he? Because I'm uh, like for the week, what was his QB? What sleepers say? 10. He was quarterback 10? That points per carry really added up. Cause I'm looking at the shit league and he's one too. 
Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm looking at 14 and 15. I apologize. I wasn't looking just oh, at 15. Oh, the last two weeks. Yep. Gotcha. My, my apologies. Gotcha. You're good. You're good, buddy. Yeah, he was QB1 uh, the week before. Week prior, that's why. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. definitely put him at number one. <laughs> yeah, Nick Mullins was in there. There we go. This this is looking different. So sorry about that. So okay, here let me let me reread it now. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Brock Purdy, Aiden O'Connell, which uh, didn't make the list before. Gardner Minshew, Derek Carr, Jake Browning. Derek Carr hasn't done anything all year. Top six. Mm-hmm. Jake Browning. It's still kind of all the same gross names. Matthew Stafford. It's actually right. worse. Nick Mullins, Joe Flacco, Patrick right. Mahomes actually made the top twelve finally. Jordan Love. So Easton Stick, quarterback I a, thirteen. I got a winner this week. And the two quarterbacks, that's the one I was talking about. Nick Mullins in the Superflex, Matt Stafford in the quarterback spot, Lamar Jackson on the bench. Yeah, well, there here, Lamar's not even – he's 15 in this one, yep, so he could miss. Last week, uh, what's our budget in here? 100 bucks. I bid 33% of it on Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. Not that I needed it. I had Lamar. I had sure. Matt. Right. <clears throat> I had some other options, I think, at quarterback. Uh, Tommy DeVito, already had him. I've right? been riding him for a couple weeks. He's been all right. Uh, the rest of the quarterbacks, yeah, that was it. Desmond Ritter. Right, but I, I, I get your point, but I'm saying you can still do that and you could end up with Tommy DeVito who didn't do anything this week, right? If you're st- you, There's still variance involved in that process. Like, you could still be aggressive at quarterbacks, but like maybe maybe when you added Tommy DeVito, you have four and you don't want to go past more, your roster construction. I guess just to my point, once we get to these last couple weeks, mm-hmm. uh, the roster construction thing goes out the window, especially at the quarterback spot. Right, or well, by ha- by I wouldn't say that too much, it, right? It, it does for me. It does for me in best ball. Like I don't. Well, in, in okay, in our shit leagues where you have thirty five, I can definitely right. get behind that. Right. If I was in twenty five or whatever, you don't yeah. want to do that in twenty five. Much different. Much different scenario. Yep. Yeah. But thirty, thirty five, uh, that kind of goes out the window because there's a lot of dudes while they have a job, right? The uh, Brent <clears throat> Strange. Deami Brown, like those dudes, I could cut on a fucking whim's notice for. Yes. Uh, 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 what what's the shitter's name starting this week? Uh, Mason Rudolph. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like sure. I will, I will drop them in a heartbeat to spend seventeen, twenty, twenty five percent, whatever it takes mm-hmm. to just block somebody. Oh, don't like don't get me wrong. If we're if we're talking thirty five roster spots, probably anything north of thirty. I mean, I I'll roster. I don't care. Probably eight quarterbacks if I had to. Because you have the extra spots at the bottom that you can cut out right. of, you know. Just get dro- rid of dro- yeah. drop somebody even if it has dynasty value just to get rid of them. I can get behind that. But even then, Mike, like, let's say realistically, like, like you probably have what on some of those. I think I have on one spot. I have a six quarterback team. What's the most you have on one? Do you have like something like six? Mm. Probably five or six. Typically, is typically like going to get high for you. Well, let me see what this one's rocking. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on a seven. thirty-five okay. man roster. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm sure there's probably an eight or a nine floating out there too that's still in the semis. Now that's probably getting cut down here, like <coughs> as these quarterbacks die out, right? Like the Josh Dobbs, the Tyson Bajants that I've been holding on to, uh, Kyle Trasks of the world, like these guys who were fringe anyways, and uh, Case Keenum, who you picked up last week, who I cut, and then Adam Schefter put out that tweet about fucking C.J. Stroud, now I'm rushing back to pick Case Keenum back up again. But those are the kind of guys that you just cycle through. But, like, the Case Keenum one's a perfect example. Uh, a lot of these leagues where I dropped him, people don't have fab, right? So I'm going to go right back and pick Case Keenum up for a dollar. <laughs> cut a Diami Brown. Mm. 
or Brenton Strange or a Darnell Washington. You know, somebody else is going to be like, ooh, look, you cut a rookie tight end who hasn't done fuck all all year. And they're sure. going to happily go pick him up, and I'm going to roster the quarterback. Yep. And that keeps them off whoever I'm playing against, and I get the possibility of maybe they do outscore a, a Lamar Jackson, right? Oh, this yeah, is kind of way back to the, the first Bomb Squad League. You, know, like you remember when I strategically <laughs> was all in on Davis Mills. Right. And but but Mills, like, but in the same the year, in like, the same breath, like let's just, I just want to have like transparency about the reality yeah. of variance because it like in that scenario you blew all your fab and you had no you had no fab after that. That was a great oh, I move, had, right? I still but had fab. You you blew a fab. ton of your fab though. You were you didn't yeah, have like, the hammer anymore. Like seventy percent. Yeah. My point is you didn't have the hammer to do the what you're yeah. talking about beforehand. If I now. had everything to do again, right? Like I spend fifteen twenty percent tops. Well, I mean, just, we, you also didn't know that you were going to outbid everybody by a country mile. Basically, no one even bid much, right? You didn't know no. that. But no, I'm not like, talking about no. doing that. I'm just saying that if, if you now, like to that point where you get Davis Mills, right, mm-hmm. you, and you spend what X amount, not that that wasn't a heady move, but now you don't have the hammer um, in the playoffs to be able to, like, cock block. You, you did, I think, one time you were able to cock block somebody that had spent all of their fab, right? But you're not going to be able to say, all right, I can make sure I guarantee these, these, and these guys in the playoffs when you lose now, now to majority your point, of your – if yeah. more people get on board with this kind of strategy mm-hmm. and we start to get to – like if I started to get to some of these semis, and there's a few leagues, like uh, leagues where you're in the, the semis too, like we're opposite one and two seeds, which is yeah. kind of rare for us. Usually we both pick an opposite direction. But it's, it's been a weird year where we also have a lot of teams that both suck. <laughs> well, I mean. Everybody the, else is playing for the championship. We ain't doing nothing. I think we used to. We in, have, when we were in smaller portfolio, I think we used to typically like, all right, Mike's, I can see Mike's going for it. I can see Mike's right. rebuilding. Like, let me go ahead and go the opposite. But now, I think we're in so many leagues, it's like you're not going to be able to not compete or right. tank in the same right. league at right, times. Right, right. But, but, like, some of these I've gone to, and I'm like, damn, man, Adam's still got most of his fab budget. Like, I can't block this dude. <laughs> so now I have to be even more strategic, and I'm like, man, I hope Adam blocks. <laughs> At least we keep these other two, two turds from getting this this guy, and then yeah. we'll see what happens if Adam and I meet up in the championship. Like, who's got the hammer for the guy then? Right, and well, that and I think that's the other reality, too, is um, – so, for example, Mike, I had – I had the the fab hammer actually on on one of those. I'm thinking, all right. I spent a little bit of money. I got Nick Mullins, right? But I still have like, like right now, I still have about eighty percent of my budget. But I lost. Now I'm gonna I can cock block as I want to, but that one doesn't have a trade deadline, so that's an area hopefully we can avoid. I'm actually gonna push Mike in every single one of my leagues that doesn't have a deadline to strongly like I'll put all the points in sleeper, do whatever I can. Like we. Why are we doing this to ourselves? It's really dumb. Because right. now I, I can go get them, but for what? Just to screw everybody else over? It's almost pointless. Oh, oh, leagues that, that have a trade deadline. Yeah, so I have 80% yeah. of my fab. I can, go, I can go control everybody today, but for what reason? I'm in a fifth-place game that doesn't mean shit. Uh, I'm done for the year. I, and, I, I and they're not going to have any spite. dynasty value. Yeah. <laughs> I just do it out of pure spite. That's, that's all I do. But, yeah, it's even more beneficial in the non-trade deadline leagues because it's like, okay, you want them? You know, I just yep. spent... I just spent 60% of my remaining fab that nobody wanted to trade me for. Mm-hmm. Give me a fourth. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, fourth. And, and listen, I think that, um, if anything, the conversation we just had as a whole in totality, because we could go to the same thing at all the positions. The point I'm making is that I'm already starting to see more of it 
where like Mike, if we had built these teams that we're talking about right now in twenty one or in twenty two, even just last year, Mike, I'm telling you that nineteen goes up. My, I'm not having, I'm not in six oh, games by oh, far. Race. My point oh, is, race. I still think this show and what we talk about, even though I, I caught some some bad luck this year, I didn't roster some teams perfectly. Like you had, you had both of our teams together, and we, it shows strongly why a lot of the principles here work and I still think we can continue to find those edges but I just think when you start thinking about some of the variants here as more teams become built correctly or decide to just nosedive and fix it you know <laughs> just the luck of the draw did you get Nick Mullins or did you get Easton Sick did you get Ty did you have Ty Chandler already were you rostering him incorrectly all year and you got benefited right. now right like those are the type of things I think that can end up winning a matchup because the way that best ball has 30 fucking dudes randomly one week can pop off. And you talk about happening two or three guys, you, did you just happen to hit the right guy or not, right? That's that that's where I think it can go into the space because I'm I'm already starting to see more of that than I used to see because teams are be- built better as a whole. Now I'm not saying we can't still edge some of that, but it'll be yeah. harder and harder to do as more and more teams build right, I think. Is my kind of my point. So I'd be interested to see, like, I'm going to look at Warp here for this. Um, just pick a random shit league. Not not the IDP one. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, why not? Because that's a different beast. I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, the, even, there's leave no it, lead that's le- safe. Leave it out of here. <laughs> that That's one of those no lead is safe. <laughs> yeah, no lead I, is I would, safe. Don't, don't use it differently. When you get a, a TJ Watt or a Khalil Mack that can go for 80 or 90 or 100 plus. <laughs> <laughs> on a given Max given Crosby, game. you know, <laughs> yeah, one of those dudes. Uh, let me just do shit auction three. I don't even know if I'm. Uh, That's fine. I'm, I believe I'm not. All right, shit auction three. I'll pull it up too. Just week fifteen. I just wanted to look as a totality for uh, for shit auction three, and let me get the actual league <clears> settings <throat> too, so we know this going in, what they are. Um, it's great for radio right here. Love it. <laughs> Episode one starting off the way a lot of our other stuff. All right. <clears throat> so it's uh, six-point passing touchdowns, uh, half point for first down, uh, point per carry. Yes? No. No point per carry. Okay. No point per carry, uh, half point for first downs, uh, full PPR, half point for first downs receiving, and a point seven five tight end premium. And then mm-hmm. all the... The extra, like, big play bonuses. Yep. Shit auction three. So last week, just for week 15, right, you named all those uh, shitter quarterbacks, right, and I see some of them in here. Yeah, plenty of them, but right. players who who were the big warp difference makers, right, the league winners for this one, Christian McCaffrey, James <clears> Cook, <throat> one and two. Yep. Baker Mayfield, it's a little bit surprising right there. Jared Goff. Um... Wide receiver would have been Jalen Waddle, David Njoku, Cooper Cup, Sam Laporta, Brock Purdy, Jordan Addison. Well, just just think about that. This is kind of like this is this is a highlight of what I'm discussing about variance still in best ball because in best ball, see here's the thing in lineup, Mike. The reality is probably teams that have been rolling out Waddle week in and week out ain't ain't gonna be that good, frankly. Right? He's not been very good this season. Njoku, Baker. Best ball allows a lot of teams that roster those guys still to get in. So now think about this, guys. That have, those are guys that didn't do really anything for you all year outside of CMC, 
Right. And Joku hasn't been a hammer. He's been good, though. Um, Waddle has definitely not been that. And Baker has been – he's been solid, but he's been middle of the road at best at warp, right? Follow me here, though. Okay. Uh, Chris McCaffrey's a stud. Yep. Jalen Waddle's got a lot of dynasty value, or at least did um, for a lot of people. So yeah. I put him on that list. Yep. Um, Jordan Addison, maybe, and Sam Laporta. That's only four dudes out of the top ten, though, who are, like, big-time dynasty value guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could be stuck on somebody's rebuild team. Uh, could be somebody's hammer piece like they thought that they had. Right. None of those guys that were in the top ten, though, total four for this league, though, are, like, pure shitters that you, you got by luck. Right? You mean like, top ten lo- all positions. Got yeah, it. yeah. Like, the, these are guys who uh, – these are kind of guys who uh, – you you build with roster construction, right? You use the principles we've talked about for a while. Tear down, multiple shots. You know, how many you're starting. It's best ball. You want, like, all these dart throws. These are the kind of guys that you – not dart throws, but you want all these solid players who are going to give you above average warp. Before I get to, like, a shitter that maybe somebody got lucky with, Aiden O'Connell, which was 16. Um, Ty Chandler, 18. <clears throat> That's only two in the top twenty, Adam. Like, right, but go sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm just I'm just saying with like the variants, like getting lucky with them. Um, well, I mean, because Mike, but just Jake I get, Browning comes in at twenty five. Right, but just think Noah, about think about that though. Noah Brown and Easton Stick twenty nine thirty. Mike, but think about the top thirty. Okay, l- let's just use for the sake of argument. We're talking the top thirty to thirty five guys. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about significant names in here that are have done nothing for rosters all year. Mm-hmm. And, for example, now, Aiden O'Connell, to your point, he did not outscore Baker Mayfield, and uh, so that therefore his warp was not Baker's. But if Aiden O'Connell, you get to throw in to replace the down week you had of Dak, or you get to have, you know, you had two quarterbacks do terribly. It could be Aiden O'Connell that week that all of a sudden saves that. Or it could be vice versa where you're, you might have a shit quarterback room. Like Let's say you snuck in the playoffs. Your quarterbacks have really been bad. And Now, now granted, Aiden O'Connell is not like a warp. I mean, I don't even know if he's not really a warp difference maker. He's quarterback four in the week. That type of a thing. Uh, look at how many names are in the top 30, though, right? So just think about this. Now, to your point, there's plenty of guys that are part of your roster construction that are the reason that you're in here and probably winning leagues if you if you advance, right? Mm-hmm. We just named a shit ton of them. Guys that don't really fit that bill in here, though. Josh Palmer. Now, now Josh Palmer is someone you should have rostered in roster construction. but uh, Yeah, he'd be like your seventh, eighth <laughs> wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, Aiden O'Connell, Ty Chandler. Um, you're talking Jake Browning. Noah Brown, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Easton Stick, Easton Joe Flacco, uh, Nick Mullins, Isaiah Likely. I honestly, Mike, I would make the case for him because the only reason yeah. he ended up happening to okay. be that because he got hurt. Uh, he got the injury in front of him too. I mean, right. you go down the list, Mike. I mean, top forty for the week. David Moore from Tampa. Mm-hmm. Like it's now this variance doesn't have to just be against you this variance can absolutely be for you right i'm, I'm not saying it's just going to spotly hit one person i'm just saying that variance there's a ton of variance in this in a weekly uh, matchup so 
to me, I think it's a couple a couple reasons I wanted to highlight this, frankly, for me. And you can let me know what your thoughts are. One, I think it's more important than ever as this continues to happen to earn a buy. Because now you take the variance down to two weeks instead of three. And then the second thing is, I think in the playoffs, I probably next year, Mike, will actually make moves more aggressively with trading for Fab. Like, actually basically valuing it as higher higher than like a third round pick like instead of asking for a third or something in my in my rebuilds i want the draft picks but in and on contenders i'm going to be aggressively asking for fab in the trade so that i can actually try to get more shots at these guys right i think uh we'll touch on that fuck this is just gonna end up being the best ball show <laughs> theory crafter but i love it uh so your second point i'll start with that one a thousand percent yes on that. I, I am absolutely. And, we, and we've talked you. about that, but I feel like I haven't been. Aggr- I wasn't aggressive enough of trying to trade for Fab. I think this year I'll make it a point. Ne- or today. next year, sorry. Today, oh, yeah. in one spe- in, today yep. in one specific league, like I'm looking at it and I go, I'm not really like feel it. I I never really like felt uh, Luke Musgrave, and I know people like jump down your throat about it, but like I've never been like a huge Luke Musgrave guy. Like, sure. I've been more of a Tucker Craft guy. And, You've seen him do really well over the last few weeks. Yep. Luke Musgrave's on injured reserve. He might be coming back this week. I did see like the you know sleeper puts that little yellow news thing next to it, so maybe he's coming back. I don't really give a shit either way. <laughs> but I'm looking at it and I'm going, well, he's still got dynasty value. Like there's still people out there. So I shopped him around in the league, and mm-hmm. I ended up getting Taysom Hill in like seventy dollars in Fab or ninety dollars in Fab or whatever the hell. It nice. Is. You know, just let me get that cushion. Right. Could I have gotten a third for Luke Musgrave? Sure. Could I have probably gotten two thirds for Musgrave? Probably. But, you know, getting Taysom Hill, who basketball, maybe he's got a shot. Maybe he goes into my quarterback spot if everything's really bad for me. <laughs> like I have a bad week. Maybe that's a little bit of buffer. And then the fab, that was more important than the draft pick. So I'm mm-hmm. a thousand percent with you on these contenders. Like, Maybe early in the season while you're kind of feeling things out and you got like one of those teams where you're like, I feel good about it, but I also know shit happens. Right? I also know that, you know, I could be down a Joe Burrow. I could be down an Anthony Richardson. I could be down like, holy fuck, now I'm going to piece together a QB room for the rest of the season. Getting all those thirds in those early deals, probably more beneficial to you, right? It gives you that cushion where you can pivot and you can kind of do a lot of things. But as you get later, right, you get to week 12, 13, 14, 15, you get to the playoffs? Yeah. Fuck those thirds, Adam. <laughs> give me all the fab, man. Well, Mike, I'm talking about from early. I'm talking, honestly. Okay, so I'm being um, to the point of when we talk about the edges becoming more of an important thing. Mike, well, so er- start from the jump. Yeah, early in, in Mike pocketing, Ooh. pocketing it, pocketing it, constantly taking fab money in an extra kicking in a deal. Can I get $30 here? Can I get $40 here? And so- someone's offering me a fourth round pick. You know what? What if you kick me 50 bucks in fab instead and a counter, right? Okay. okay. You know what I mean? Like, because Mike, I, if, if it involves thirds though, in the early part, you're still taking the third, right? I'm not saying that there's not a place for draft picks. Or I'm not saying not to value draft picks because you can still push them in. But I, I just think we always seem to forget, even when we talk attrition, why is, why are so many of these names in this list, Mike? This is really, I guess, highlighting another point that it has to be exploited if we're gonna if it gets down to more edges. We're late in the year. We're game. These guys have been playing game after game after game after game, and they're tired and they're hurt and they're dealing with injuries already. And then they get more injuries. 
attrition always kicks in at the end of the year. It's why playoffs are meant such a big deal in FAB, I think, because some of these names don't have a role at all. They have a role because of injuries, and I think that's something that can be exploited. So, Mike, it's not that I'm looking to get the FAB early in the year to, say, grab a guy in week six off the wire. I'm quietly trying to pocket the ability to do this at the end of the year or in a scenario where, hey, maybe I have the strongest quarterback room, to your point. Maybe I start blocking a little more, maybe a couple weeks earlier because I have a little extra money that I've been pocketing, saving. Like I want to be the guy that blocks and gets people away from these type of guys. Okay, okay. I think that's that's an edge that can be done. And I think on the converse side, Mike – I might try it in certain spots because it's not that I don't want draft capital and third and fourth round picks on rebuilders. But Mike, here's the thing about fab that I don't think we're quite uh, exploiting high enough. If you're a rebuilder and you have the fab, a lot of times I think what what you'll see is the the budget just gets blown, thrown into the wind. Like it's just gone at the end of the year. Now, what do you ultimately want in rebuilders? You want the picks. So guess what? Guess, guess how I start to leech and, Suck dry all the guys. Pause um, in <laughs> in my league. Guess how I I, I claim Easton Stick because I yes. have I have the I have the hammer. You have the fab. Yes. Now someone has. Now I have four teams in the playoffs right now. Well, let's let's use this year. Let's use this this week instead of Easton Stick last week. Let's use Mason Rudolph. Yeah. I don't want Mason Rudolph in my rebuild. No, I don't care. But guess what? I'm going to get Mason Rudolph because I know there's four teams that for this one week are going to give a shit, and I can try to get a draft pick out of them. And I created a draft pick out of fab money. You're aiming for a third. If you get a fourth, you don't. Thank you. I have four buyers, Mike. They ultimately decide what the market is. It, 100%. If it's force, it's force. If I can find one that's going to give me a third or two fourths, that's what, that's what I sell for. But I'm, my point is you're going to run out of this fab money at the end of the year. I'm going to go make it a draft pick. And I think the fab, if just by reading all that and talking about the variance, I think at the right time, fab is probably the most crucial piece to the, the edge that you can garner and have against your league mates in the variance, okay. controlling that okay. the best you can. I think the way we'll end it, uh, because you and I, I'm, I'm going to track this, and I, I promised, and we've had a, I'm interested to see what the results are. I'm like 70% yeah. for... Uh, one, one and two, two seeds winning yeah. to the finals, right? And you're, 50. I said 30, I said 30 out of uh, 58, right? So basically 50, 52, 55 percent, whatever the hell that is. But, but you talked about like having the buy is so important, right? Especially when we're considering best ball. I would say the, the buy is of utmost importance in lineup leagues because the variance is through the fucking roof, man. I don't know how many countless <clears throat> six seeds I've seen go on to win championships because they, they get a Jarek McKinnon. <clears throat> Right. Oh, you know what? Stones to start them every single week. Real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you because this is going to be to your point, though. I think we already have a stat we can go through right now. We can find out how important the buys were. Mike, all those leagues, we can go see how many one and two seeds would have lost last week right now. Ooh. I'm not saying we do it on the podcast. I'm just saying, though, that no, it's a big deal. That's absolutely a big deal because, Mike, what? you could have a team that has the most points for that didn't earn the buy. Well, it's a different – if it's a different strategy too, like for some of this stuff, right? So Case Keenum, uh, if I'm a one or a two seed and I got a buy, like I wasn't bidding on Case Keenum at all last week, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm thinking that's a one-week starter. I don't – I'm not wasting fab on a one-week starter. You guys have fun. You guys get your one-week starter. 
Like, if I was wasting money on a quarterback in a super flex basketball league last, it was a guy who's going to be a multi-week starter. I don't know if, like, a Nick Mullins came into it. Aiden O'Connell is on rosters already. Uh, Jake Browning's on rosters already. Tommy DeVito, sure. like, is on rosters already. But, I mean, um, I get that. But at the same time, like, so, for example, it's not like in the data set there's some, some guy that really is going to throw this off. Like, Case Keenum was quarterback 23, I mean, in warp. Mm-hmm. Like, because, I mean, Mike, I mean, if you want to call it, I would say you, it's at least worth polling just because, yes, there's maybe, maybe there's one or two people that you didn't bid on, but it, it shows the variance game uh, still. Okay, like we'll, it, we'll go through it. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, it, I think it just highlights yeah. the same point you're going to make when we, when we track uh, the one and two seeds for here yeah, on out, I got right? You. I got you. Uh, so, AF fuckos. We'll yep. just start at the bottom of. Oh, are we going to do, you're going to do all of them on air? Okay. Yeah, we'll just do them. Um, Sean, the one seed, would have lost. He only scored 175 points. Would have been the least out of everybody except for Blitzing Buzzard, who is the six seed. And he's alive because he earned the bye. Uh, my team, as the two seed, uh, would have beat the brakes off every single person in that league. Yep. Uh, we had no upsets. Four beat five, uh, three beat six. Let's go to Arkham Asylum. Uh, one seed. Uh, if I had played uh, Etron or Jcap or Delanya, I would have lost. <laughs> so out of the four teams playing, you would have lost to seventy-five percent of them. Yeah. Um, as far as like actual upsets, four beat five, uh, three beat six, uh, two seed would have been fine. Um, snake balls. These these are the old ones too. These aren't like fresh startups. Yeah, sure. These, these are the twenty one. These ones were 21. Uh, start twenty one startups. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the one seed would have lost if you played everybody but the six and four seed. As far as actual upsets, five went down uh, to four, uh, three beat six. Okay. Rusty tromboners. <laughs> Just like you, you meant the four lost to the five there, or. Both of Four the teams. Lost to the five. Got it. Okay, you said it the other way around. I got you. I, I follow though. Yep. Uh, I am the one seed. Would have beat everybody. Uh, four here lost to the five, um, and three beat six. Two seed would have been fine too. Expo league, interesting. Um, one seed's fine. Three. We finally got an upset. We got a three six upset. Six. Yeah. Ike. Shout out Ike. What's Ike. up? Ike? What up, Ike? Ike takes down the three seed and uh four takes down five. Unfortunately, yep. the five was Maddie Keel. R. I. P. Maddie double tap. Double tap. <laughs> Rest in soul. <laughs> double tap. Uh shit. The OG shit league. Uh Adam, both you and I would have been fine. Yeah, that those are two of the strongest contenders and i i argue in some of any leagues the second upset of the six three i don't really care about four five they're so even but three six. mullins lost right yeah your buddy buddy kevin lost mike that's i'm telling you that's what's crazy though because mike if he was i think we, we could track it but it's, it's done for him now but again i think for that shows for him now our teams were built be, be, built really well but that 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 could have been easily reversed if we would have been in the you know three seed. That's why it's I think it's such a big advantage, and part of the reason the number is going to end up being so high. All you got to do is win one game now to get to the final right. game. 
Uh, no upsets in shit C2C either way. Um, two seed and shit two was fine. Uh, ooh, another one. Three lost to six. Again. That was shit two, shit worldwide. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, if I had played the uh, the five seed or the three seed or the six seed as the one seed, I would have got geeked in shit worldwide. Done. Uh, Castle Black also as the two seed would have gone down. Uh, five beat four yep. and three beat six. I have I have a league like that where I actually in the the three seed had to play, but both the one and the two would have lost to everybody this week. Uh, shit four, the one seed absolutely nuked it. <laughs> Kill, <laughs> killed everybody. For, yeah, yeah. For Burrito Slayer, shout out to him. Like, <laughs> like you always hate that too when you're so far and away the top scorer in a week you're not even playing. You're like, damn it. <laughs> Use Use the good surprise on you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's that also can happen. But at least you were safe that week, right? Uh, no upsets here. Okay. Whatsoever. <clears throat> Shit auction. That's also a couple years old. Um, one and two are fine. Uh, four and five. Five beat four. Uh, another six seed, three seed upset. Shit auction redux. I'm I'm just gonna do the leagues that are. Uh, a couple of years old, right? Okay. Because we kind of talked about those those ones that are fresh startups. Everybody's a little bit closer together. Um, four beat five, three beat six. Uh, you as the one seed, uh, other than playing the four seed r- roster beta rip, you would have gone down to every other person in the playoffs. There you have it. I got lucky one time, you know. Which just means you're gonna come back and gape whoever you play this week. <laughs> you would, you would hope so, right? <laughs> right. Uh, sh- yeah. The rest of these are all uh, fresh startups here. Savage one, one, three, four, five. Boredom six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, lineup leagues. Let me look at some of these because these lineup leagues, I've some of these I've had forever. Uh, if we had any any upsets. Um, three beat six. Four beat five. Yeah, no upsets there. I'm not gonna look at uh, the one or two seeds because if like if you're like me in a lineup league, you had a one or two seed. I didn't even set a fucking lineup. <laughs> yeah, that's that's off. fine. You can you can. I, I don't I don't think in lineup you it's even as much of a discussion because we already know the variance in lineup, right? Uh, this one three beat six, uh, five beat four, and one more here. Three beat six. Uh, five beat four. And I got one more here too. I forget because some of these I'm just mm-hmm. like I haven't paid attention to in forever <laughs> because mm-hmm. my, te- my my lineup teams are rebuilding. <laughs> Most of them, Adam. Yep. Uh, well, we got a we got a six over a three in this one. I got two more here. Another six over a three. Yep. And that happened to me in lineup. Another six over the three, Michael. Because because in my in uh, one of my lineup leagues, so the top two teams point four were the three and the four seed. That's it. It's over. Done. Both Done. teams lost in the first round, and I I mean I'd argue those are two of the top, if not the two top teams in the league. So I think the overall theme of it lineup. There's a 
shit ton of variance. <clears throat> yeah, we know there's variance in lineup week to week, right? Because you have to set a lineup. There's only nine players, I, 10 to 15, whatever it is, that you're starting each I, week. I think there's definitely less in best ball, for sure. Quite a bit less. But to your point, Adam, like the overall theme of the show is that variance is getting bigger by the day as people get better and better at playing best ball. <laughs> Yeah. Better now, at better at tearing down. Better at better at keeping their fat budget. Better at better at at knowing warp advantage players, right? Like what the difference between a Christian McCaffrey and a Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson in the offseason really is. Fucking massive. Right. Massive. Well, and, and I actually uh, as we're talking through this, I, I think there's an easy way to kind of word the the variance difference, if if you if you will. Now holistically, this is not in an individual league, any freaking thing is possible, okay, uh, depending on how people are rostering and, and how people set their lineups in, in lineup. But in lineup leagues, right, the variance comes down to it, the reality, okay. Remember what I was talking about earlier with, like, Dak, going, Dak having a bad week. And, guys, if you, if you had Dak and Tua, you had two guys that were actually very good at warp and made a big difference. But in a lineup – And you started them this week. Exactly. Right? So you, you, you can't cover up – in lineup, so essentially, what but, happens is but, you're going to go down to swinging. We're, yes, but to what we're talking about in best ball, right? Like if I had a a Nick Mullins, a Jake Browning, yes. uh, Aiden O'Connell, like as my third, my fourth, whatever. I might have three and four, right? I may have picked Nick Mullins up this week. I had Aiden O'Connell. Jake Browning like could be on your team too. Yeah, for for example, like those dudes pick you up, and all of a sudden you're, hey, I'm glad I picked those dudes up. They saved me. You it's, start those. Nobody was starting those dudes in a lineup league over two and death. <laughs> That's the point, right? So, so it, I'm gonna I want to try to highlight the difference in wording. So, for example, it it's it's a it's deodorant, right? Like the stank was still there, but you had it covered up, right? <laughs> now, and if you think about it, though, the the reason is, Mike, the variance is you're gonna go down swinging with your guys. So the variance comes down to attrition and how your really good players play. Now, because you're only starting nine, ten, eleven guys. If you've had Tyreek Hill as a hammer and he doesn't play, that's going to probably hurt your opportunity to win, right? And if you had CMC in almost any of these teams, you're going to be fucking probably just fine. But you're going to go down swinging with your top guys. The difference in best ball, Mike, is it opens up a giant can of worms. So, like, in, in lineup, you can't you can't wear the deodorant, right? You just, you're not going to have those guys. But the, the reality is, in a game that would be very, very close, everyone's going blow for blow, you just added the ability to tap in 15 other random fuckos. <laughs> right? So the, the variance actually comes down to the, the turd burgers in a way in best ball a lot of times. If it's close. If both teams are rostered right, the difference is going to end up being who had Aiden O'Connell, who had Jake Browning. In best ball, that's, why, that's where the variance, I think, as the teams become – better built and they're not you know underutilizing roster spots they're they're tearing up too much right as you start to weed some of that out that's the difference in the variance basically is who's going to be winning and determining who wins the game well let's look at one real quick i lost uh shit auction seven right okay this week okay I, I wouldn't say it was a, a strong contender it's like one of those dudes uh, one of those teams where i'm like i'm actually not in that league like i, I made the playoffs Oh fuck! <laughs> I think nice. you didn't do a good job, good enough job tanking. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't move, I didn't pay enough attention to it and take properly. But I'm like, hey, yeah, well, guess what happens, mate? 
six six other teams decided to tank too. So guess who's in the right. playoffs, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, he had Baker Mayfield. I had Stafford. Right. So I'm already down 20 points in this league. Baker to Stafford, and Stafford had a good week. Yeah, had a good week. That's what I mean. He did. Uh, Jalen Warren to Kyron Williams. Like that was another 24 point swing right there in his favor. Um, Zeke for me to his Rashad White. That's a 20 point swing. Yep. Um, my Addison. Addison went off. Uh, his Cooper Cup went off a little bit more, so three more points to him. Chris Godwin, <laughs> he went off for me, 33 points. His Noah Brown went off 25, and that's probably what you're talking about with the shitter, <laughs> right? Like if that isn't Noah Brown, that's uh, yes, a Deontay Johnson, it, well, which is his next. He's already got two. He's already got two. So it's he got hammers out of two guys that aren't hammers at all: Baker and Noah Brown. Baker's at well, least the, part of roster construction. The, the, Noah yes. Brown's a shitter, right? <clears throat> Noah Brown is the shitter in this scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the shitter doesn't have to outscore the counterpart in Chris Godwin. No, but, but all it has to do is close, remove – all it has to do is remove warp 50 or warp 80 and become – uh, Yes. Yeah, just deaden it a little bit. And that's where I think, uh, Mike, I was talking about. To your, to, you're hitting the crux of what I'm talking about there because you. it's not – you don't have to be warp 1 or warp 5, but if you have warp now, 12 – Versus warp now, 60 on your roster, right? Now, Trey Tucker scored 22 points for me. So, talk so about shitter. So, there you shitter. go. That's a, that's a shitter, too. His Deontay only scored 18. So, I'm just going right across the board here. Okay. So, we, we're having a shitter battle, but I'm already down from all those those other guys. Sounds like okay. two teams that aren't on bye right now. Uh, Tucker Craft scored 21. Michael Mayer scored 19. Uh, Hawkinson scored 19. Jarek McKinnon scored 19. I don't know if you want to put him in the shitter category. <laughs> uh, Elijah Higgins, for me, definite shitter, <laughs> scored 19. His Cole Komet scored 18. Wow. Elijah uh, Higgins Col- outscores Cole Komet. Cortland Sutton, 14. Joe Mixon, 18. Derrick Henry, 10. Achan, 12. Thielen, 8. Aconquo, 11. Russ, 31. Gardner Minshew, 32. So now while we could match shitters – Back and forth. Like, I think we probably had the fair amount of shitters enter our lineup and score a reasonable amount of points. His steady guys outscored mine. Right. Now, let's just take take away the fact, for example, if he doesn't have a shitter in Noah Brown or a shitter in Jarek McKinnon enter his lineup at all, his next options are Josh Reynolds at 8, Rashid Shaheed at 7, and right. all of a sudden those 20 and 10-point advantages he had at the top – don't mean fuck all that's that's the point and honestly mike here's the thing think about the variance again there right let me just uh, this is actually a pretty good example of what i'm what i'm talking about noah brown just came off a zero week so if noah brown's at zero and josh reynolds is in there at eight you're talking about a, a 17 point variance on that right there right that doesn't have anything to do with roster construction. That just happened. Who happened to go off that week? So I think, right. like, as the margins get tighter, those type of those type of things are going to become what actually wins and loses ball games. And I mean, I, I'm looking at you know, I have of my three losses that I really thought I had a very good chance to win. I mean, you you have a good chance to win in any matchup, but three teams that you felt good about, right? Uh, all of which I believe were the three seed, actually, Mike. So in those, there was two that are decided by twelve points. 
do you have Noah Brown or do you have you know, let me scroll down and get we can get crusty here let me find a receiver that's you know I mean Josh Reynolds isn't really that because he should have been on rosters but I'm Trey Tucker um he scored points though right did you have did you have uh Dontavian Wick Dontavian Dontavian Wick scored well though I'm talking I'm trying to find like a guy that's a shitter that didn't actually score well like, there's a million of them Byron Pringle whoever if you had a different body a warm body in there that's a shitter that doesn't go for 25, but, but that could end, absolutely. Raven. There you go. Something like that. Diami Brown. All those types. If that's the case, you lose the game. Brandon so, Powell. So, Mike, I think with the variance, that's why I talk about the fab and especially I get earning a buy in, in best ball. To your point, variance I think will always be higher in lineup because it's you're starting a, a smaller uh, set of players. The opportunity for a certain amount of guys to go off is different. But in best ball, I think as as it gets the edges are tighter, that buy is huge, man. You got only got to win one game versus you have to have two weeks of avoiding some crazy team going off. I'm looking at I'm looking at all these <laughs> first round best ball rosters where I lost it. I'm seeing if there's like one that didn't have a shitter who entered the lineup. He just took a flat L. Oh, I see what uh, you're saying. Nope. Yeah, probably not. I took I took an L here because somebody had Demarcus Robinson. You know I mean? There you go. There you go. Nope, and that's Noah and Brown. Can, Mike, can I tell you though? You shouldn't even be mad about that. You wanna know why? That's what we've been preaching. Yeah. Go get Robinson. Go get Noah Browns. I uh I I gaped uh J Cap this week in uh the deep sea league, right? The uh, the stop a special league. Yeah. Right? Case Keenum, Demarcus Robinson in my lineup. I mean, but everyone, the thing is, the reality is everybody should be playing this way. Everybody should be filling the back end of your rosters with as many of these turd burgers as you can. You just hope that one goes off. And I think as the roster construction becomes closer to everyone's really utilizing all the spots correctly and optimizing their rosters, the variance is going to get wild. So, yeah, this is is probably, but we want to speak to the points too. Like going out when we talk about best ball. Um, J-Cap's pretty sharp. He plays in a lot of leagues with us. He's on the South Harmon team. Made the, made the great Sleepier. Yeah, Sleepier.com. That's, that's J-Cap, right? My original point about how, like, most people kind of follow these principles and they can kind of put up a good fight, but you still got about a 25% edge. Like, if yeah. you're really committed to it. Like, yep. Maybe it's just, I don't want to sound arrogant in it, but, like, I still feel like there's people who just don't want to go to that level that I'm willing to go to especially when competing. We're facing I, I, off. I'm not disagreeing with that point, by the way. I, right. I, I agree with that point. Could, could J-Cap beat me on variance this week in this league? Yeah, I'm fucking with you, Adam. Like, it could happen. Definitely could happen. Um, but there's some things, right? Some little edges. Like, he's rostering <clears throat> Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who's not playing, right? Not starting. Boston Scott, not starting. Kirk Cousins on his IR. Didn't trade him before the trade deadline. C.J. Beathard, who's, you know, was a good pickup a couple weeks ago when we thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be out. But once you knew Trevor Lawrence was playing after that, fuck cut C.J. Beathard. Leonard Fournette hasn't been called up after practice squad yet, right? Terrace Marshall hasn't done fucking anything since preseason of his rookie year. <laughs> Hunter Long, who's on IR, right? Like, this is the kind of thing, right? You could have got a shitter. <laughs> now, Mike, I have I have the – Trey Tucker. <laughs> Mike, you know what's crazy, though? So – um I have 
there's been a point. This was not the episode we, we planned to talk about, everybody. We don't even normally plan episodes, but we had one planned today. We'll have to bring it to you later. Yeah. But, Mike, a- as we're talking through this, uh, when I first made my initial point, okay, about how the variance is going to become a bigger thing, I want to, I, in my opinion now, I'm playing in both formats quite a bit, frankly, because he – You've played line. All you had was lineup before best ball, so you, you, you've seen lineup for fucking years of fantasy in uh, dynasty too. He, here's the difference. I think right now a lot of times there's a there's a how do I want to put this? There's a notion out there. There's a there's a thing said about best ball pretty much that it's these people are just they want to be lazy, right? That you don't have to set a lineup. Takes and all no skill. Here's the thing though, Mike. Can I tell you the truth about best ball and, and lineup? What I've found by playing as many as we have, you have to be more active in best ball to win as the edges get closer than you do in lineup. All you have to do in lineup leagues is set, make sure you're setting your roster lineup on, on time, right? So you, so you have to basically make sure you're monitoring injuries and have the correct roster plays in. And the variance comes from not putting the right players in your lineup, okay? But, Mike, you know, you know what you can do in lineup leagues is completely ignore, for the most part, if you have a good team, like if you don't get hit with a shit ton of attrition, you can still even with that trade and don't you can ignore the waiver wire. You can ignore your bench. It doesn't mean anything. Right. Guess what in best ball you can't do. You can't get away with that as the teams are going to start getting better and utilize all those. Mike, it's actually going to be harder in best ball to get away with not paying attention than it is in lineup. You know why we always get like the really gross questions on start sit? <laughs> On Sunday mornings, is because that's the only one that they have, right? Nobody's coming on there asking like, "Hey, Mike, should I play DK Metcalf or should I play fucking Trey Tucker this week?" Right? <laughs> nobody's asking that shit ever. Nobody's thought goes through their mind: should you play Trey Tucker or should you play DK Metcalf? The thought goes through your mind is when you have really close players and you just can't fit them all together. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Like you're down to one or, or two. Or, or, yeah, in the lineup league, you've had, you, when you do get hit with attrition, right? So let's say in a lot of the lineup, uh, lineup leagues that don't have huge roster benches, right? So you, now you're picking between guys you normally don't start. You're looking at matchups. You're not looking at a name cachet that you always just auto start. You're asking those questions. But to your point, it's not, hey, DK Metcalf or fucking, you know, Dami Brown. No one's asking that, right? Right. Right. The, the toughest part about best ball is sometimes letting go of the dynasty value, right? <clears throat> you can you can be a Hendon Hooker fan, right? I took <clears throat> him in the second round, still eating it. But if you're at this point in the season, though, it's like you just let that shit go. <laughs> He's well, a fucking that, zero to me. Right, that, that's the carryover where because there is no taxi squad, right, and because people have a hard time parting with someone that they've just gotten on their team right. and they've they've looked at, for two years and they've heard about and they're excited about down the road they don't want to cut bait the difference though mike is really like in the in the key times man if you if you were to fall asleep at, for one week on the wire that could be what makes or breaks you in best ball leagues like i yes. think i think there's what i'm trying to highlight here is that there is a massive misnomer that in best ball leagues you can just coast and win I'm not saying it's possible probably after the first year in a startup, right? Not the likely scenario. But the reality of best ball is actually grinding in best ball can pay bigger dividends. I'd be interested, right? 
We we give this guy a lot of shit. Uh oh. <laughs> Who? A lot of shit. Is he this a player or is this a, a manager? He he doesn't listen to us, so it doesn't doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Sean, twelve. Oh yeah. We've we've put up with his ass for three years. <laughs> we put up with him for three years. Here's one cool thing about Sleeper that I love. Tracks activity. Okay. Sean is the one seed in this league. Right? Over that time, I think Sean's won one oh, he hasn't won a title. He's been he's been a bridesmaid a lot. <laughs> but yeah, he's he been was... a good team. Right. Ever since the startup when Adam and I clowned him about some trades he made, like he just gone on to like just be consistent every single year. All three years of this league. Yeah, and we took all those picks till twenty twenty four, which is coming up, and he's here he is the one seed. So all those yeah. picks we were hoping were early didn't happen, right? I don't think he's got any picks now until twenty twenty six, so like he's mm-hmm. consistent with <laughs> it. Sure. But over that time, uh like this year, Sean has made sixty seven roster transactions. He is out there grinding the waivers on a daily basis in a best ball league. And there's a reason that he has success. I challenge a lot of people who are in these best ball leagues, especially the ones on Sleeper, go to your league history and just look at transactions. Yep. You know, look at activity level. I can tell you right now, Mike, that's for for your one and two seeds. Like the people who are up at the top, I would guarantee like the, the most successful teams in your league are probably the ones that are most active. Like they're they're grounding. They may have great roster construction, Adam. But how many times have you and I? I none. I can tell you. But how many times have we seen like a team that you know? Damn, they just drafted so well out of the startup, and they didn't have to do nothing, or they just made a couple of trades here and there. But they're not out there grinding the waiver wire almost every single week, <laughs> like trying to find that gem. Yeah, I can tell you. Often? I can tell you for sure that team the team uh, the teams especially Mike that did not get directions picked or are needing that they need some TLC are the ones that I didn't grind as much in the waiver wire. Right. Um, I didn't have as many transactions cause I wasn't cl- as closely paid attention right. to them. And I can, I can absolutely speak to that point that I, you, listen, if you, if you have enough trades and you, and you have um, your, your roster top to bottom, it gets so really good. That's actually where it gets harder because you're having such a different time with transactions right that that that's actually where it can be a little troublesome to have it where we've talked about this not to the point of you can be wrong about it like you don't want to cut bait on some of those guys at the bottom of your bench cuz they they feel like they have dynasty value and guess what that does it makes you weekly not get through the wire and that can that can end up being something that hurts you i agree i fully agree man with the with the wire it's huge i love it too and and listen man uh, dynasty is a niche in itself um, I see best ball is even more of a niche, but it's a niche I love. And a lot of people have these, what will you say about it? Misnomers, uh, misplaced ideas about best ball, dynasty best ball. I, th- I think a lot of it does stem for, we have this crossover and, and I talked about this on the spotlight with uh, Ryan McDowell this week, which was awesome. Big shout out to Ryan for being able to, uh, to, to do an interview with him. That was a bucket list item of yeah. mine that yeah, I, it, was, it was pretty cool i got to check off <laughs> i was like a i was like going to willy wonka's chocolate factory you know I you gotta love there. when when i'm listening knowing mike's nervous and ryan says yeah i get i still get nervous to get on the podcast you know i'm nervous as fuck talking to you right now Ryan. right <laughs> at least but, that that was some levity right there for both of you right but i think a lot of it too with best ball like we hear best ball in a lot of people's brains at least the general public probably goes to like the underdog format Right, they're thinking draft master like, 
that style where you just draft a team and you never look at it again until, you know, this time of the year where you're like, how do my underdog teams do? Oh, well, some of them good, some of them shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Some may be good, the, some may be shit. Yeah, the way we play Dynasty Best Ball, though, like, it's a grind. It's a weekly grind. It's a daily grind. Uh, you need to make <laughs> trades. You need to make waivers. You need to keep on top of it. Uh, you need to make sure that you're within roster construction, you know, parameters. Right? And we kind of talked about, like, quarterbacks for me anyways. Once I get to week 14, 15, 16, like, that shit goes out the window. Give me all the quarterbacks playing. If you got a job and you're starting, I want you on my roster. <laughs> Just to keep you off other people's rosters. But main, The I main thing with that is in, in the leagues that we play because we have so many yeah. bench spots, right? Th- right. That, would, that would be a caveat. The only the only asterisk to that is if you play in like these leagues where it's ro- starting to roster 27, 25 or less, now you have a problem rostering all those quarterbacks. You can't do it. And I can confidently say, at least from my experience, now this isn't the uh, official opinion of South Harmon. This is Mike's only opinion. <laughs> if you play in roster twenty five or twenty best ball leagues, like you're fucking doing it wrong. <laughs> you're doing best ball wrong. Right? Yeah, I mean, good on you. But it's also like eighteen leagues. Like I just don't give a fuck, and I'm not interested. <laughs> I, it's not. The, I'll say that uh, it's not the. It's not the way I want to play the majority of my leagues. I, I don't. I actually don't mind playing certain leagues that aren't really ten team or eighteen leagues because uh, even if it's not my preferred format, it gives me better understanding to talk about all of them. I get and, you. Yeah. But yeah, I prefer to ha- have the deeper benches than I want the waiver wire also to be more barren, so that when those guys come up. They're a lot more meaningful, right? I don't want that, that waiver wire sitting out there with a bunch of guys that are pretty good every week. You heard it, folks. Hop in those Adam DMs. Invite him to some eight-team leagues. He wants to know how the other side lives. There we go. I just said it outside of the 10 and 18 leagues. I'm interested in the other stuff. <laughs> See? You know, all, all I heard was that you wanted to play in an 18-team league. This is why you can't have a podcast with Mike because he, 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 he hears what he wants to hear. All right. Shout out to, I believe it's T. Williams is the username on youtube but he's always asking a-team questions <laughs> oh yeah t-, t williams and i purposely for mike's sake because he thinks i want to play in 18 leagues i know how much he hates 18 leagues i put it on there one of my favorite ways to end ama is what the t williams 18 question <laughs> love it love it adam i thought this was pretty good we were going to talk about trades we'll get to that at some other time we just did a trade show or uh, a trade strategy so you know we got plenty of time but yeah we can I thought this it. was a good conversation too and kind of figure it out and Hey, it is uh, next week at this time. I'll have some data for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam. Yep. We can l- I can let you know how many of these one or two <clears throat> seasons are going on. We can settle I, a Mike. Uh, I feel a like dispute. we. I feel like we also had. Uh, did, I didn't start jotting it down until halfway through, so I don't know if you did. I, I feel like we had a huge. We had a, like a, a pause in time before we went over what teams won and lost. Did we get a number or like how many one seeds would have lost in the first round or the three seeds? We went through that information. Did you jot anything down on it? No, I, I don't. I don't got enough toes and fingers. All right, I because I the way I the way I was listening to it, like I didn't get it all clearly, but there was a there was definitely a handful of spots where the well, one seed would have went down. Well, well, this shirt does say expert. Okay, it doesn't say expert mathematician underneath. It there just we go. Says fantasy football trash talker. Well, because I am an expert at. I have a PhD. Yeah. It, as long as you keep gifts around, as long as you keep gifts around, Mike's gonna be in the A, a plus lane. You're gonna have a hard time winning. <laughs> if I got access to gifts, you're screwed. Yeah, that's uh first and foremost. But 
because to highlight to highlight what we talked about and make sure you know you kind of are forming the thoughts that we've expressed the process i think still is it's actually proven more so than ever that using the roster construction using warp building the right way having your team built right and having fab especially at the end of the year those are the highlights for me of this show as far as trying to continually build on your best ball rosters we talked about um kind of our differing of opinions i guess as the space pushes forward with the variants um we didn't get a clear answer on this we'll have after this week um the data from what teams that have the one and two seed actually make the finals but from what i heard we didn't have you know we didn't have the actual numbers but there was a a a fair amount of one and two seeds that would have lost. There was a couple times they both yep. would have lost. And there was plenty of three seeds that also lost too. And when you have – the reason we talk about the three seed is there's tons of leagues, like uh, the OG shit league, where the one, two, and three team are all pretty close. So the fact that the three seed lost didn't have to buy. Huge, huge information. So that's a separate point. But I think we all can at least agree after this show that Earning the buy is massive in best ball because it gives you one less chance of random people to screw your great season, your I, great I, team. I would say I read off 13 leagues, which I, I would refer to as the OG 13. You know, kind of like the, the the series The Boys, right? The 7. We're going to call it the 13. Thir- the 13. The 13 that were not drafted this summer or this offseason. The 13. And I would say as far as one and two seeds going down or or a one and two seed going down, probably about 33% because there's probably about four or five. Um, same for uh, three seeds who went down. Now, not all in the same league, but just spaced out over there. So, In the 13, you only named like three teams that went down? Yeah, well, like one or two seeds that would have lost. Most of them, most of them won. Like they would have dominated. I think I misheard you. I think we need the. Uh, right. I think we need. I think we need to get the abacus, buddy. <laughs> we need a replay. <laughs> yeah, that's what Christian's for. That's what we got a video editor. Now, short out of the it. majority is. Oh, it, it would be over altogether. fifty, but. Uh, okay, I guess I got. We'll I don't that. actually know if it's sixty-six uh, percent or not. We'll get but. you the real numbers when I give you. You know, yeah. damn near thirty best ball leagues. This uh, with one and two seeds. Now that that, that that's a different conversation, there because. Right. It's one you have a one you have a one week window just to get to the playoff game, right? That's one of the earning the buy is. How many three seeds do you have in best ball that you like you feel good about? I'll, actually, Mike, this year I had a, a fair amount just because random points four. I had I had three teams this year that were the three seed that had the most points four in the league. One of which really? lost. Yeah. Were they in shit leagues or were they like randoms or home leagues or? Um, let's see. Two were definitely not shit leagues. I'm trying to see if the third one was a shit league or not. Don't include best ball resurrection in that because I was going to gape you. Um, I don't think I had the most points for in the league anyway. That one. I don't think you did. I'm pretty sure Eric did. Yeah, actually, no, none of those are shit leagues. Oh shit! No, I had the most points for in that league, and I was a four seed. Look at me go. But that's actually to the point. Um, not even the three seed had the most points for. So like, you feel really good about that team too, right? Yeah, but I didn't start making like win now trades till week six or whatever. All thanks to, all thanks to our buddy uh, Dynasty Alex. <laughs> but wait, here, here's here's where, see, you can't have your cake and eat it too, Mike. I'm here to tell you, I'm here for the bullshit. I'm here to knock out the bullshit because you can't say that the one and two seeds always have the better chance. When oh, you know what? But this team, 
that I have the most fit, I have a ton of interest in is a four seed because, Mike, the reality is there's going to be other teams that do the same thing, right? Like, you start to build it True. midway through, and now all of a sudden, that one seed that maybe looks great didn't have the draft picks, didn't use their fab right, and they're kind of True. reeling going into the year versus the uh, four. I'll be nice and agree with you, but also, like, I challenge you to find a four seed like like this one. Oh, I mean, I'm also handicapped to the leagues that I'm in with right now, which is how many? That's true. Like, there's, you know, four seeds across even a, even sleeper that have that type of a team. I, I have a three seed that I would I would put up against your four seed for sure, but it's a four seed too. So I'm just talking about teams that don't have a bye that could have lost. To your point, you could have lost, right? Discord debate. Let's do it. Mm. Xbox, we'll get in. I'll have him be What's church. Xbox going to do? Well, he just got gaped by this four seed. So. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, no one's telling you the four seed's bad. I mean, well, you made that trade right beforehand, which is fucking huge. You got CMC. I shouldn't, and, say, I shouldn't say gaped. Like, if I didn't have CMC and James Cook, like, I. That's what I'm saying. I don't, know if, I don't know if gape is the word that I would use if you didn't make that trade right before you would have lost, but. I'm saving the Gabeman for Eric. All right. There you go. The by the way, Eric, shout out to Eric. He beat me in Royal Rumble. Um, this week and Mike can I tell you although we just talked about how important it is to grind the edges Mike I did not make a single transaction at Royal Rumble this year and got a playoff win I don't know I I just I just I got told that I lost this week oh okay I I don't know I haven't made any transactions I haven't paid any attention to it let's hope a friend can tell me how I did in that league you you either can I'm not the one but someone can did I win the belt I don't think so uh, Eric though might have a chance to because he just beat me this week. So let's go, um, Eric. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, got, so those those are the main points I think. Um, variance, planning for it, planning yep. the fab money, and uh, I guess I would say the majority of this show is uh, you know Mike Mike's gloating. What? Yeah. What? We went through all your leagues in every every single format. Well, I'm just saying, you know. I'm just I'm also just you know. Mike doesn't like when I bust his balls too, you know. What? I can't. I can't gloat about lineup leagues. I think I only have two alive. <laughs> I know. I'm saying we went through all your all your best ball scenarios. Best ball leagues. Yeah. Best yeah. ball leagues. Yeah. I mean, I'm the, you don't get the moniker teardown king for no fucking reason, Adam. Like that's no. earned. Well, you just don't give that to anybody. Come on. I mean, yeah, debatable. <laughs> debatable. Definitely debatable. But the. Uh, <laughs> You know, the, the crown's pretty sweet, though. The crown. The teardown crown. Pretty sweet. Fizzle still hasn't put that in a song, right? Like, he refers to you all the time as ATM, right? That's because that's all, all I call myself. You call yourself Mike, though. You kind of go by that's, Mike, well, right? That's fair. But just once, like Fizz. Just one time in a song, you know? The teardown king? It's a little like, you know, it's kind of like Wembenyana. Like, you can't throw it in there. It's harder to throw in and rhyme with probably. Is that hard you know? to rhyme? I don't actually what know. About, I, I don't know. Could, could you do TDK? make that a thing i don't think you you know how you said uh not just anybody gets to be called the teardown king i don't think you can get called you can't start nicknaming the nickname you know or like go by an acronym of the nickname i don't think that'll be like well i guess tdk would be like tokyo drift king (laughs) yeah you could just call call him whatever the hell you wanted to right (laughs) i could be like the guy who was at uh friday night lights who then you know drifted around corners in tokyo Speaking about uh, about drifting around corners, I'm going to try to get us out of that corner and um, on the rails and out of here because uh, th- this has 
This is what we call off the rails. Uh, we do this a lot, but yep. I'm not going to make all of you painfully get through this. So, um, yeah, that's all we got. I think this is a this is a good discussion. It's going to be some, it's going to be good to monitor too. Um, you know how many teams actually go through, and I think Mike, another thing to do, uh, at least when we talk through it, when if it's on this show or somewhere else, is monitor how close it is too, because the numbers will be the numbers. Whoever wins and loses is going to be clear and cut, right? But what what we're kind of talking about with this is the the evolution of the game of best ball in Dynasty, and so like, what kind of margins are we looking at too in these wins, right? Because as teams continually get better, I think those margins become slower or uh, less and less, which is why we're talking about how important it's going to be to continually do every extra step to stay ahead of your league mates. And just remember, when your league mates are playing chess, play 4D chess. That's going to do it. Stay ahead of your league mates. TDK out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>